from San Diego, California. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're going to talk about the importance of making a promise, not just to yourself, but to others, and specifically the promise you've made to your spouse. We live in a society that doesn't necessarily value the keeping of promises and of what those vows mean, not just between two people, but to their community at large. And I want you guys to to listen to this quote. The author's name is John Green, and he wrote this um, in his book called The Fault in Our Stars. I've actually not read the book, but I found this quote. And it literally took my breath away. So listen to this. It's two characters that are speaking in the book. And the one says, some people don't understand the promises they're making when they make them. I said, right, of course, but you keep the promise anyway. That's what love is. Love is keeping the promise anyway. And I read those words and I thought, oh my gosh, am I keeping my promises? Are you keeping your promises? What are those vows that we've made to each other as spouses, to our families, to our communities, to, to be in this institution of marriage? You know, what, how does that impact? How does these decisions impact other people? And I have to share, uh, we had received a Facebook message a few weeks ago. And when we read this, um, completely touched. I mean, this was one of those hugs that you guys know when you send us a hug, it just, it lights our world on fire. Yeah. And hugs come from many different places. Just a heads up. We get those from emails. This is a Facebook message. This was actually, actually put on the timeline there. You can send them through the messages. You can call in at 858-876-5663. They come in from when you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Hugs come from so many different places that um, it's truly amazing and truly humbling and honoring to to get these from you guys. Mm-hmm. And so this was one um, Matt had written this to us. And he said, I want to take a moment to give honor where honor is due. Tony and Elisa are the real deal. I think it's awesome that after three plus years, they are still full steam ahead with their podcast. It's one thing for two guys to get together and do a sports podcast over several years. It's something altogether different for a married couple, 16 plus years, mind you. Love that he's so in tune with what we're doing. He knows how long we've been married. To keep the motivation to stir up passion and creativity and lead what I believe could be a passionate marriage movement across this country and world. Amen to that. That's what we're trying to do. Thank you so much for recognizing that. He goes on to say, they're setting an example for us all to follow. They have their issues. They're far from perfect. Absolutely. Honestly, that's what makes their ministry such a jewel. If you follow the podcast, you hear the tough experiences and stories, sometimes very mediocre days, yet they keep on keeping on week after week, year after year. It's like, 
they've not only made a vow to each other, but to us to share their lives with us for better or worse. God bless them. Five stars. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what prompted the show today. It's about that promise that Tony and I have made to each other to do the show because um, back somewhere... 100 shows about ago? About 100 shows ago, yeah. uh, Tony called me and said, I- I'm done. I- I'm mm-hmm. over this. Yep. I-, I don't want to do this anymore. And I remember I was sitting in our garage at my desk at the time and I did this sharp intake of breath and said, okay, let's talk about this. A little abrupt. And we had spent about a month, four to six weeks working through what was going to happen with one, how that was impacting us. And I remember telling Tony, I'm like, okay, be prepared. If we give up this show, you better be ready to, you know, go to therapy, see a counselor, because this is our time to sit down and talk. So I just want you to know that's the flip side. If you, if you cut the show, this is what's going on. But then it was also, you know, looking at the vow, the promise that we've made to each and every one of you. Because one extraordinary marriage does not exist in a vacuum. Nope. We are not on this perfect little marriage bubble here in the world. We're not. We encounter the same things that you do. We hear from you guys on a daily basis through your emails and your voicemails, the challenges that you are facing. We hear the, the hugs and you know we get so many we can't get to all of them or bring them all out on the air, but know that they are received and they are loved of how one extraordinary marriage has impacted your marriage. And I will tell you that it's that feedback that gives us the strength to go out and be bold. And I just want to share a little experience that I had at a Starbucks mm-hmm. this past week. I'd gone in there just to get some work done, wanted to change the scenery. And I sat down at this table, you know, how Starbucks, they've got tables going every which direction. And so I'm sitting down at this table and directly across from me is a couple having that very difficult conversation. I don't know if they were breaking up. I don't know if one of them had asked for a divorce. I don't know if there was the revelation of an affair. You Mm. could just tell they were in this very thick, tension-filled space. Mm. A lot of pain. I mean, you could see it. I could actually hear the guy crying. I couldn't hear anything in their conversation, but they were in my line of sight. So as I'm struggling with my computer, I keep you know, looking at them and seeing this pain. And I thought, what do I do? What do I do? I talk to couples about relationships all the time. And I actually wrestled with myself. And I thought, no, I'm not, they're having a moment. I'm not going to interrupt. I left Starbucks, guys. Got in my car all the time wrestling. What should I do? I don't know. What should I, you know, do it, don't do it. I back up the car, move the car four spaces. Four spaces. Four spaces, four parking. Like I literally backed up and moved into another parking space four spaces away from where I was parked. Okay. A- and I will tell you, that it's because you guys have told us that one extraordinary marriage has made a difference in your marriage that I parked my car, walked inside and walked over to this couple and said, I don't know what's going on between the two of you. I said, but I was sitting there. I can tell that there's a lot of pain and I just want you to know that there's hope. I'm a relationship coach. Here's my card. If there's anything I can do. You overcame your fears. I overcame my fears big time because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys know we don't interrupt other people's business except 
when it matters. That's right. Because I knew if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't honored the promise that we've made to each and every one of you to help marriages succeed, I would have gone to bed last night wondering, could I have made a difference? And that's part of the promise that Tony and I have to each and every one of you, that we will continue to talk about marriage in a way that is real, sharing our marriage, being transparent with the two of you, with the two of you, with the thousands of you, hundreds of thousands that listen to this podcast, because it matters. You all gave me the strength to go reach out to that couple. I have no idea what they're going to do. But my promise to you is that I will continue when I see things like that out in my world to hand my business card and say, there is hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the transparency, I mean, that's another promise that goes way, way back. I won't say to the beginning because it didn't show up until episode four where Tony and I said, you know what? We promise this audience that we're taking off the masks. And for you guys, you know, let's go back to Elisa's story with Starbucks, overcoming her own fears, right? That is something that you need to be able to do in your marriage, right? You have to overcome that fear, whatever it may be, to connect with your spouse. I don't know what that is. Elisa doesn't know that what that is, but you do. And so you're gonna have to work through that, whatever it may be. Transparency, it is time to remove the mask. You wanna have a marriage, do you wanna have that connection with your spouse that is so deep? Then it's time to take off the masks. And when you take off those masks, you are loved more, not less for who you are. That is true transparency in a marriage. It's, it's complete transformation. Mm-hmm. When you decide to do this, it was transformational for one extraordinary marriage. 184 episodes ago, it's become, become a cornerstone of who we are as a couple. And it's something that we pray for each one of you that part of your vows to each other, part of the promises that you make to each other involves transparency and truth because when you go way back, you know, some of you are planning your wedding. Some of you have been married. I mean, we hear from those of you that have been married 40, 50 years. When you said those vows, something to the effect of in sickness and in health for richer, for poorer, in good times and in bad, as long as life shall last. There was a lot of junk that was included in those vows. And by junk, I mean all of the stuff that life is going to throw at you. We tend to only think we're getting the good parts version. But you don't get to pick the good parts version in a lifetime together with another, another person. You get the bad. You get infidelity. You get addiction. You get child issues, child loss. You get illness. You get all of those things. And yet, there's this promise that you started your marriage with. As long as life shall last. So, 
how do you do this? How do you live out this promise on a daily basis in your marriage? Because it's one thing for, it's one thing for this uh, Facebook friend to tell us, you know what, Tony and Elisa have done this. They've made a promise to us. Absolutely. And we've made a promise to one another. But why is it so important? And how do you do this in your own marriage? Because I will tell you, it is critical. It is absolutely critical that the two of you make a decision to honor your vows, to keep and make, to make and keep that promise. Mm -hmm. And knowing that during the tough times, that is a season of marriage. That is a season. It is going to come and it's going to go. It is how you decide to handle it. Mm. That is going to make the difference too often. And I'm sorry to say this too often. Many of you are not taking action. You're not. You, you, you want help, but you're not willing to, to take action. You want to see change, but you're not willing to step out of the box and do it. And for me, I just, it's frustrating. I got to say it's frustrating because change can happen and you can get through those times together if you're willing to do it. And so... I mean, I'm, I just need to give this example. And I was telling sure. Elisa about this yesterday. So for many years, and I've talked about this on the show as well, I've run another business. Uh, it's called The Dent Dude here in San Diego. I do what's called paintless dent repair. Um, and so paintless dent repairs, you remove dents out of cars, you know, without using paint or Bondo or any of that, going to the body shop. And I've been doing that for 15 years. And it's it, it's amazing to me. Somebody will call me with a dent on their car. And, and I mean, it could be a Honda, Toyota, Nissan, all the way to BMWs, Mercedes, Rolls Royces. But no kidding, somebody will call me and go, I was in the parking lot and somebody put a dent in my car. I'm so frustrated. I parked way out there and they still got me. Understand. I will quote them a price. No kidding. I will book it. We will be on We'll put it on the calendar and I'm doing the work. The other side of it is we see so many of you who go, I have this issue. I have this issue. I have this issue going on. We're here to help you share with you. We have strategic coaching sessions. We have books, online audio programs, and you won't get them. And so you got to be willing to make a change. And, and I say that the two difference because one's a car. I'm proud of what I do. I'm happy it looks good. But one's a car. We're talking about your life. We're talking about your marriage. We're talking about your emotions, your feelings, your family, kids, grandparents, parents. All have an impact by what you do. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> Tony called me yesterday and he shared the story that he just shared with all of you. And and I thought, you know what, there's so much truth to that. I know so many people um, that I meet through different speaking engagements here in San Diego and, and around the country. And, and you know, when we talk about coaching, many of you think nothing of, like Tony said, getting your dents repaired or going and, um, you know, getting a personal trainer 
you know, going out to eat, things like that. But when it comes to investing the financial resources in your marriage, it's like hitting a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to know that really, this is probably the most important thing that you can invest in. Because if your marriage is not going well, it's going to be a whole big, scary nightmare. Yeah. And you made the promise. You know, you made that promise when you took your vows. And you may have even made a promise again at, at a retreat. Or you may have made a promise to each other just sitting at the dinner table, praying together, mm-hmm. wherever it may have been. So just think about that. Um, I, I'm just, hey, it may not be us. I get it. You, you may not connect with us. In that way, our resources may not be what is best for you and where you're at. That's okay. I, I get it because we, we all can connect with different people at different times in our, in our marriage and in our lives. I'm just saying, think about that though. Mm-hmm. Think about you've made the promise. What are you going to do to continue keeping it? Right. Right. And one of the first things um, that I wish we had done in our marriage, but that we advise couples about all the time is taking the word divorce out, out of your marriage vocabulary. Yes. You, you want to honor the vow and make a promise to your spouse. You need to make the decision that divorce is not an option for the two of you. And I mean, this is a line in the sand. It is no longer an option. We're not going to say it. We're definitely not going to threaten it. Right. So for all of you that are threatening divorce and you keep using this repeatedly for your, against your spouse, cut it out. Okay. You're not creating an environment of love. You are not honoring your promise by throwing that word around casually. That word wounds Mm. deeply because it's not just your spouse that hears it. You share it with your coworkers. So they are, you know, encouraging you to tear down your marriage. Your kids might hear it. They're living in fear of what's going to happen. It's not, it's not a trivial word. So get it out of your marriage vocabulary. And when you do that, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start making choices that are in line with that decision. Because if you don't have the option to walk away, you're not going to put yourself in positions that would cause you to lead astray. Okay? You're not going to friend that ex on Facebook. You're not going to do the overnight business trip with a member of the opposite sex. You're not going to go out to happy hour at a place that might tempt you. You're not going to go to the strip club. You're going to make decisions that support the promise that you have made to your spouse. That's right. But it starts with a decision, guys. It starts with you saying, this is not an option for us. Because when you stood up and said, as long as life shall last, no matter what the circumstances bring us, you weren't just promising that to the person that was holding your hand. You are promising that to everyone around you. And that's the thing. Your vows don't just impact you. They impact your community. They impact your friends. Because guess what? When you become that marriage for whom divorce is not an option because your promises are so strong, it strengthens the marriages around you. Mm -hmm. And, And here's something just real quick. A promise could be as simple as starting the seven days of sex challenge. 
you guys come together, right? Here's a challenge for you guys. You come together and you decide, hey, we're going to do the seven days of sex challenge. That is a promise. It's not written. It's not this, you know, this huge ordeal. But you guys have come together and you said, you know what? We're going to do this. And so it is you standing up and going on day four going, I'm tired. I'm, I'm sort of worn out. And yet I made this promise to my spouse. We're going to work through this. We're going to make it happen. And it may not be the greatest sex you have that day. Or that week. Or that week. But you're going to say, you know what? You matter to me. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk through this a little bit. You know, hey, honey, I'm tired right now. Can we just do a quickie? I I get, you know, you'd love to sit down and talk and, and, and chat. I get it. But it's been a long day. And nothing against you. It's just been a long day and I'm tired. Could we just do a quickie today and tomorrow I'll make sure that, you know, I'm going to get some rest tonight, get a little more rest and get and we're going to get going and get back on track tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So simple things. So promises. It could be, you know, another promise that the two of you need to make to each other is to set up boundaries. Yes. Around your marriage. Uh, you know, I talked a little bit about this when I said, you know, take divorce off the table so you don't find yourselves in compromising positions, but you also need to put boundaries around your other, um, obligations and you need to put boundaries around your extended family. Yes. Those are two big areas where you need to make sure that the promise that you've made to your spouse is the number one priority because it's often it's very common for extended family to want to be part of your marriage. <laughs> They've got opinions on everything because they love you, because they want to see things done a certain way, because they're just, you know, of the Budinsky um, type. But your marriage, that relationship to love another person, to honor, to cherish, however you said it, as long as life shall last, that becomes the primary relationship when you say those words. You can still be, you know, your parent's child, but your parents don't get to run your marriage. Your siblings don't get to run your marriage. You are a grown up. You run your marriage. And the same thing with putting boundaries around your obligations. Guys, when you make a promise to someone, to be there for them always. That doesn't mean except when, um, except when I want to work really hard or except when I want to work out and you don't like to. So, you know, all these kind. No, there are no accepts to love as long as life shall last. That is, that's a long time. That, that's why marriage should not be entered into lightly on a whim quickly. You know, you got to make sure you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. Because putting those boundaries around your other obligations allows you to have the time to give to this person that you said you were going to love forever. If you're so busy spending your time with other people and other things, how can you grow that marriage relationship? How can you let your spouse know that they're number one if they never see you? There have been seasons in our marriage where Tony's like, you know, it'd be not, you know, when I was working in direct sales, so I would, I would spend, and I love direct sales. This is not a, trust me, this is not a slam on direct sales, but 
I would, you know, spend all day taking care of the kids and then Tony would come home and I'd go to a party and then I'd come home late and he'd be in bed and then we'd get up and do the next thing the next day. And, and you know, there'd be times when I'd have a lot of parties scheduled, you know, like back to back to back and Tony would get to the weekend. He's like, are, are you staying home tonight? You know, and it was just that irritation of going right now. You don't have balance. That was his way of saying we're out of sync and I don't care how much money you're making. If I don't get to see you, it's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Boundaries around our time. Boundaries around the people that we allow into our marriage. Because you all know that you have those friends that are not marriage supporters. You, you guys have told us about them in emails. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you have those friends that whether they're divorced or they've had bad relationships, they are trying to tear you down. You need to put some boundaries around them. Keep them at arm's distance. I don't care if they're your best friend. If they are not supportive of marriage, they are going to drive a wedge and make it difficult for you to keep your promise to your spouse. Mm -hmm. And with all this being said, some of you are just looking for some creative ideas on how you can invest that time. How do you show your spouse that they are the priority, that your promise to them matters and it matters to us it matters to us so much that we've got this great audio program one of our online audio programs called cuddle up and this is jam-packed with ideas on how the two of you can just make each other the priority again make and strengthen that promise to one another Because sometimes we run out of ideas. Sometimes we think what we've been doing, mm, yeah, it's good enough. You guys don't want to be good enough. You don't. No, you really want to just take it out of this world. I'll tell you, this year, so at the beginning of the year, Tony made a promise to me that every month he would send me a love letter. And so I have on the wall of our closet, all of the love letters that I've received this year. I've missed a couple of months. Okay. It happens. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, was, I actually wasn't going to point that out, but I, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm being honest and truthful. I have missed a couple of months. And, that, and, and, and hey, that's, that's a promise, though, that I have to rear, reel back in and go, you know what? I did say that. And I've missed a couple of months. So, I need to get on it. It's, it's September. Make sure it's getting out there this month. And I just want you guys to know that was not a fish for him to do that. What I was trying to explain was I look at those. He sent me a lot of cards this year. And so I have them open and and there's one that says, you know, my heart got pulled over and you open it up and says for speeding at the thought of you or for racing at the thought of you or something like that. And it just makes me smile every time I see that card because it's, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, we can admit that amongst ourselves, but he, I, I think it's fun. And it just reaffirms his promise to me, not just to send me those cards, but to also remind me on a regular basis that he loves me. And, and, you know, it's these kind of ideas that we put into the Cuddle Up program because there are a lot of different ways to affirm your vow to one another. Mm -hmm. And it really, it becomes like so much of what we talk about on One Extraordinary Marriage. It comes down to a decision. It comes down to you drawing that line in the sand to say, you know what, if divorce is off the table, 
if we believe in our vow so much that this is how we're going to live our marriage, then I need to ask you guys, how are you going to demonstrate the promise that you've made to one another this week? How are you going to do that? Is it going to be through, through text messages, you know, that, you know, when Tony puts up those posts, um, text us to your spouse, text us to your spouse. Yes. Are you going to do that? Is it going to be the single red rose that gets laid on the bed? Is it going to be the date night that you just schedule and take care of? Is it going to be sitting down and reminding somebody, reminding your spouse exactly why you fell in love with them in the first place? Is it going to be renewing your vows and letting them know I would do it all over again? How are you going to affirm your promise to your spouse this week? So go out there, you guys. Make a promise, just like I made one to Elisa, to write her a romantic love letter each and every month. It's something small. It's something that's touching but it reaffirms my love for her each and every month. And when I miss them, I let her know. So go on out there, make a promise to your spouse, make a promise to your marriage, make a promise that you can keep and that you can do for years and years to come. We hope you have a fantastic week. We love you guys and we'll catch you next week.